Hello, San Diego biz babes. Your host, Paulina Salazar, welcomes a podcast where passion meets income. Here we aspire to inspire. For more information, visit SanDiegoBizBabes.com. SanDiegoBizBabes.com. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to be sharing this podcast with you. It is about skin and gut health. The expert one and only Meg Hager. She is so awesome. I reached out to her because I'm on my first round of Accutane and this for me is huge. I've been suffering from acne for about close to seven years now and it's just getting worse and worse aka adult acne. So this is kind of me just going through with her asking her questions regarding Accutane and for those that don't know what Accutane is, it is pretty much the last resort drug that you take after pretty much trying everything out there. So I really hope you guys enjoy. This podcast is going to be great for those that are going through this acne problem or maybe are just starting to get some pimples, whatever it may be. I hope this brings you guys value. Thank you so much for tuning in. Megan, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Like I said, I'm so excited sure. to interview you. Yay. I've honestly struggled yeah. with acne myself for quite some time now. Um, mm-hmm. Out of high school is kind of when it got bad. So I'm just, mm. I'm very excited to share with the listeners and with your people too, just kind of like what your thoughts are on food relating to acne. I know gut health is obviously really important. I've been studying it a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. So to begin with, I just really want to kind of get some background on you and then see where, how did you end up here, basically? Yeah, yeah. So I, so I started actually when I was in high school, um, my high school had a day program where you could take regular classes, but mm-hmm. then you could go to school for a trade or a profession for the majority of the day. So I chose to go for aesthetics, for skincare. And that came because I had suffered with really, really bad acne. I think I probably got my first pimple, like, really early. I would think I was, like, 9 or 10, like, before I was even ovulating or menstruating. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. Um, and so uh, from that time up until my junior and senior year in high school, it had started getting really bad. So uh, I started out with that training and became a licensed esthetician. And I did that for 10 years. And... Um, I worked in day spas and medical spas and eventually dermatologist office offices and I realized that I I believed that there really was a connection between food, that it really wasn't just what you're putting on your skin or what you're doing to your skin or what treatments or so on and so forth. And so um, it was that somewhere along that, that way I had decided I wanted to go to school for nutrition, to go to college for nutrition and so that's what I did. I went to school. I got my bachelor's, and I wasn't done yet. And <laughs> I wanted to go back and get my master's and learn more. Um, and then I became a registered dietitian and um, took the you know the regular trajectory of dietitians working in a hospital, and you know then eventually shifted to outpatient. But that love of making the connection between what you eat and how it affects your skin and how it affects your body in general just kept coming back to Mm -hmm. me. And I I realized that even in consultations with clients who were, I don't know, seeing me for like diabetes, for example, like I still somehow ended up on that topic (laughs) a lot. And it just, 
Uh, I was going to say, it's pretty crazy how most doctors will say that it's not food. You know, you're kind of, you grow up, you grow up thinking that it's genetics or, you know, your Mm -hmm. products or whatever it may be, everything Mm -hmm. except food. So I know. Yeah. That's why it's really rare for, for people to kind of come across. It's not as rare anymore. I think that the new generation has really changed it, but for mm-hmm. the most part, I really feel like the majority of the people that were in the industry, such as, like, doctors or anybody nutritionist, or I'm sorry, not nutritionist, but just, like, skin people, they really didn't take into account food, which is just, like, it amazes me. Yeah, it shocked me, too. And I, I for a long time early in my career, I was, I was very conflicted because I would have conversations with doctors about it and it was kind of just, uh, there's no evidence. and um, But I, I'm pleased to say now that I do think that there are a lot of doctors, including dermatologists, who are open to the idea of diet having an effect on the skin, mm-hmm. and estheticians as well, um, who are fascinated by nutrition and want to learn more and learn how they can help their clients. So I, I agree. It's like we, we were kind of brought up thinking that this wasn't the case, but as new research emerges, I think more and more people are, are jumping on the bandwagon, which yeah. is great. <laughs> what, what do you have, um, and I don't think I put this in the questions, but like for me, for example, you said you got your first pimple when you were like, you know, 10 or whatever. But for me, it was like after yeah. high school. So I'm considered mm-hmm. like adult acne and now it's at its peak and it's, it's so embarrassing because mm-hmm. I look like a, you know, 12 year old trying to sell real estate. But I guess, oh, I'm like, sure that's not the case, but I understand how you feel. You know, so it's like, I guess, what do you think would be, you really, I feel like if I would have maybe focused growing up, you know, eating a little healthier, because that's also something that I didn't have. You know, my parents kind of fed me McDonald's, Jack in the Box, whatever, for, for lunch. That was like mm-hmm. the norm then. Now, yeah. you know, if, if I were to have a kid and I'm over here giving them McDonald's every lunch, like... I'm going to feel like I'm going to get social services on me or something like (laughs) just because I know so much Uh, about food and nowadays, you know, but it's just crazy how adult acne versus like just regular acne is, is so different. So, yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's becoming more and more apparent, which there could be a million reasons as to why, but something that I always think about is that we're learning how very, very early in our lives affect us later on in life. So on the topic of when we're thinking about gut health, for example, you know, your gut health later in life, and this is part of the reason why some doctors and professionals believe that IBS is on the rise so much is because there was a period of time where many people were not breastfeeding. There was a lot of cesarean cesarean deliveries instead of natural births and those things majorly impact your ability to to um, develop the right balance of of gut bacteria of the right microflora Mm. really early on and it stays with you so you know I personally I was a kid who delivered by c-section formula fed what I got strep throat like seven or four times a year when I was younger so I was on antibiotics constantly and there's a lot of other people out there with that same experience. And I, I think that that really does carry 
with you and affect you later in life. So that may not be the only thing, but that's just an example of how I believe adult acne can kind of just like spring up seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's just when you think you're in the clear, right? <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I made it through high school, flawless skin, and then <laughs> here goes. But that's crazy. You mentioned strep throat. I actually grew up getting a lot of that, so antibiotics was a norm for me. So yep. I'm wondering now mm-hmm. if that's what it was on top of, obviously, the unhealthy eating that I was doing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. wow, okay, so gut health is very important then. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, you'll you'll still need some professionals, I think, who, who maybe are a little skeptical of it, but there's enough research that I've seen to convince me that there's at least a pretty significant connection, yeah. and it's never a bad idea to to help or to improve your gut health so why not I I was kind of hesitant with like Accutane because I'm on the first my first round and I put it off Mm -hmm. for years like right after high school um you know I got hurt I gained a lot of weight and then I kind of turned to fitness and then I was like a super health freak um but then as Mm -hmm. I was like kind of learning health stuff um that's kind of when my acne started coming out And so it just honestly got worse after that. So it was a constant battle. I'm 27 now, so it's been since 18. So honestly, like eight plus years just trying to figure out what the cause of this acne was. And then up until two months ago, I gave in to Accutane, which is how I ended up coming across your page because I've been talking Mm -hmm. about it so much and I was just so against it. Um, because I just didn't, I didn't feel like I was really hitting the main problem. I was just kind of sugarcoating it, even though they say it's like a last resort medication. Um, it really kind of, it's like cringing to me how, what it's doing to my liver and whatnot, but I'm just so desperate, um, that I I went this route. And so now I think I, I told myself to, you know, not be so hard on myself. I tried holistically as much as I could. I failed obviously, but I would like to maintain (laughs) it after, um, you know, after it's done. Cause I know that I can still, even after a crazy dosage of whatever it is I'm taking, like it could still come back. My sister's, my sister did two rounds of it, you know, and yeah. So I don't want to do two rounds. I really want to focus on my gut health this time around. And I know there's probably listeners out there with acne problems or even people that have already gone through Accutane. So do you have any recommendations as far as like some products that they can use or even just foods that they can eat to maintain that um, gut pretty clean for their acne? Yeah, absolutely. And I want to say to you that I... I don't want you to feel bad about going on Accutane or anyone else who's out there because mm-hmm. it's, acne is really emotionally damaging. And yeah. when you've dealt with it for as long as you have, for as long as I have, and you're trying and just not finding answers, any sane person would go to what's offered to them. And, and the truth about Accutane is that it is considered a miracle drug. It does work. It's just whether or not it's going to come back, which brings us back to your question yeah. <laughs> in that, the good, what I think to be is to be focused on right now is exactly like what you said. You have this leg up where you're on the Accutane, and the best that you can do right now is to prepare your body to remain off of Accutane. So, yes. what I, the biggest things in terms of gut health are there are studies that show that eating at least 30 grams of fiber a day has actually been protective for people with acne. So, that means it can help prevent worsening of acne. It can help prevent it 
possibly from coming back. I mean, this study that I'm referencing was not done on an Accutane population, but um, it's reasonable to assume that it'll help mm-hmm. in that case. And then the other thing that I always recommend is there's a lot of studies that show people with acne have lower blood levels of certain vitamins and minerals, like vitamin A, zinc, and magnesium, which are really important for a lot of things, but also specifically for the skin. So what that means to me is that I think acne-prone people genetically maybe just need more nutrients than other people. What I recommend to do in that case is to have twice the amount of vegetables that you think you need. (laughs) First, the vegetables that you think you need have twice as much as you can. I mean, sometimes, you know, you don't want to go, you don't have to be eating three plates of vegetables, but, you know, two cups or so of veggies uh, with with meals and more fruit and things like that are are all going to be really helpful. Okay. What is that? Does the I I saw it on your page? Like you have an acne quiz, is that? I do. Yeah. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? How that maybe can help somebody? Yeah. So I have found over the years, and this this part is not based in science. Um, probably just because there's nobody out there who's studying it in a scientific way. But um, the knowledge that I've gained over the years is I've been able to identify patterns. So I've gotten pretty good at, I can look at somebody's acne, where it is, what it looks like, what else is going on in the skin, like if there's a mix of blackheads and whiteheads and pimples or just these big cystic pimples or, you know, I can kind of take uh, what it looks like mm-hmm. and it, it and gather information about what the potential root causes are or could be. So that's the primary thing that the quiz is based off of. And when you go through and and answer these questions about what your acne looks like, if you have any underlying issues, um, if you have any digestive symptoms, so it it takes you through kind of the process that I would ask or the questions that I would ask in an individual consultation. Mm -hmm. And the results are based off of what I would say, (laughs) you know, again, in that consultation. So kind of like a little mini consultation. Um, And you'll notice if you do the quiz that at the end, you may end up with two or three potential root causes. And Uh the reason for that is because there is, there's usually not just one thing. Sometimes that's the case, but you know, it's all interconnected. So if you had uh, hormonal imbalances for a long time, eventually that may start to affect the balance of the gut and vice versa. So by the end of things, by the time that person comes to me, he or she may have both hormonal imbalances and gut imbalances. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's an example of why there's multiple things that come up as a result. But, but yeah, that's what the quiz is based off of. Is there things that you can do to balance out your hormones? Because the type of acne that I have and my sister, it's like all in like the chin area and like the jaw area, you know, and like I've been told that that's hormonal. So is there anything that you would recommend for people that have hormonal acne? Because it's like cystic as well. I'm not sure if that's related. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing, the first thing I always say when talking about what's believed to be hormonal acne is I always try to make the point that um, it can be hormonal related. 
I think that's a, a common thing to think because of the location of it. Yeah. The cystic part definitely does point more to an internal cause, like a hormonal imbalance, for example. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of people don't know is that um, it's not just your. It's not just like uh, an overproduction of testosterone, for example, which is kind of what most people think. It's like, oh, it's hormonal. I must have too much testosterone. But there's so many other hormones that could be out of balance, potentially, um, that could be causing that issue. And the other thing is your hormones could also be totally imbalanced and fine, but your body just might not be detoxing from it well enough. And that will also show up as acne along the jawline or even sometimes on the the high cheek area, like the cheekbone area, sort of back by the temples. Mm -hmm. And again, this stuff isn't, you know, set in stone, it's not 100% across the board in terms of the face mapping, but it's just patterns that I've identified from doing this for for so long. But um, so the first thing is to really remember that there are more than one hormone that can be out of balance Mm -hmm. when, if you think you have hormonal acne. Mm -hmm. So the best thing to do is test, of course, but if that's not available, then there are some strategies you can do regardless of what's out of balance that will be helpful. And the first thing I think that's really important is making sure that your meal patterns are even. So not skipping meals, not going really long times between meals, you know, eating at least, for most people, at least three meals during the day. Um, some people I know eat once a day. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's, you're messing up your hormones. <laughs> oh, wow. I never thought so, about that. So like actual having yeah. time... Like having a consistent time where you eat can actually dis, or if you're not doing that, can disrupt your hormone balance. Yeah, and it's it's you know the the evidence is a little bit less clear when it comes to your sex hormones, like your testosterone. And, uh, sorry, your, yeah. Oh wow, I just made went made up a whole new word. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We've been quarantined your, um, for a while. <laughs> I know, right? Your testosterone and your estrogen. <laughs> recommend not to eat and to avoid fully or is it more so like just not a lot of something because I feel like a lot of anything is always bad or too much yeah, of something is always bad because like coffee yeah, I, I, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I would say there's very few things that I would say like avoid entirely there are a few things that I don't think serve anybody like soda, for example, I don't, you're not getting anything from soda except for too much sugar and messing up your gut balance and 
giving up your hormones and things yeah. like that. But, um, but it, there's not that much that I would say you need that, like having, you should just never, ever have it. Um, but I, and I think that this is kind of where research has failed us in a way and that a lot of the studies that are done on this stuff is primarily singling out certain types of foods and things like that. But what we're learning, well, I mean, I think what a lot of people knew for a while, but it's just now starting to be studied is the actual dietary pattern. So it's not really what you one specific thing that you're eating or that you're not eating, but it's the general pattern of how you eat. Yeah. So what what I found is that a, a whole foods based diet, and I know that this is like such um, novel terminology and kind of thrown all over the place, and I I wonder how many people actually know what that is. But <laughs> but a whole foods based diet is truly the best diet that I've found and that research seems to be supporting mm-hmm. for people who have acne and it serves all the purposes in terms of if you think you have hormonal acne, it's going to be helpful for that. If you think your gut has issues, it's going to be helpful for that too. So, you know, if there's one dietary pattern that you can follow, mm-hmm. I would a hundred percent say make most of your foods whole food. Okay. Yeah. I have, I've read into like the microbiome diet, you know, you like, Basically, it's only whole foods for, whatever, 21 days, and then you start implementing your regular diet back. Yeah, this was all my desperate search for clear face. (laughs) Well, you seem like like you did a good job. I mean, you know know a lot of things, and you're, yeah, I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. But another, I guess a big thing, like, with my family, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but my parents swear that peanuts and almonds cause and chocolate mm-hmm. cause acne so yeah what are your thoughts on that because I like you just I feel like you just kind of went over it but in specific uh-huh. I mean I know that nuts are oily you know and if uh-huh. I, and if I already produce a lot of oil which is what Accutane is taking away like mm-hmm. it did I make it worse by eating all these nuts and chocolates <laughs> no I don't so here's the thing is that and again, it, it, it's tough because we don't have the science to say yes or no. But yeah. I can tell you that almonds, for example, the majority of the fat in almonds are actually your anti-inflammatory fat. Mm. So if we're worried about, you know, having, and of course, I'm sure if you ate a pound of almonds a day, that probably would cause problems. But yeah. if you stuck to a quarter of a cup a day, um, I, I don't see there being any issue for those with acne, and actually, I recommend that because they do give you not only fiber, which, as I mentioned, is really important for people with acne, mm-hmm. but they also are a good source of magnesium, which also, again, people with acne are typically low in, mm-hmm. and also, they do have those anti-inflammatory fats that people with acne need, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm a big fan of almonds. As far as peanuts go... I, I can see how uh, uh, peanuts have a larger amount of saturated fat, which if you, it's not a bad thing on its own, but if you eat too much of it, it can tend to be pro-inflammatory, meaning it can cause inflammation if you have too much of it. Mm-hmm. And I think peanuts is something that people do tend to eat a lot of because yeah. they're, they're tasty. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. delicious. Um, so I, I think there's that. And then also, if 
you're a fan of peanut butter, for example, a lot of a lot of brands are made with things like palm oil or soybean oil or these hydrogenated processed oils, which which are inflammatory. So I'm not quite sure I at see. this point. I'm mm. not convinced it's the peanuts, but mm. it could be if you're eating too much of them. Yeah. And as far as chocolate, this is still out for the couch. Because I'm sure I don't know if you if you've read, but um, there were studies done in the '60s on chocolate and acne, and they're really bad studies. But that's the first kind of glimpse that we had in terms of a tie between diet and acne. And newer studies are coming out, and they're showing that uh, it's still very conflicting. So you know, in terms of, and I think it comes back to this: is it the is it the actual cocoa salad is it the sugar is it the amount is it something else that's in the in the chocolate you know there's is it the milk you know if you're having milk chocolate so there's a lot of aspects to that but based on the science that I've reviewed what I usually recommend is 80% dark chocolate or one ounce or less of 80% dark chocolate and not every day so like once every couple of days it's fine and you should be okay okay <laughs> so Cool. It kind of goes back to that, like, not one specific food, but, like, a pattern mm-hmm. of certain types of food. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, I love chocolate, but I could definitely cut down on it. So, <laughs> that will that will be my, my homework. Do you have a favorite, like, meal, I guess, that you can share with everybody that's kind of oh whole food-based? I <laughs> Oh my gosh, I do. Okay, so I, and, and if anyone follows me on Instagram, you'll see this. This is posted all over the place. I guess I haven't posted it in a while, but I just, I love it so much. But, uh, so I like, I love, it's a bowl, like a, sort of like a bootable mm-hmm. or a macro bowl situation, if you, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it's the base is uh, rice and beans with cruciferous veggies. So some kind of like roasted cauliflower, roasted broccoli, roasted Brussels sprouts. Um, so the majority of the bowl is the vegetable part, and then you have the rice and beans together, and then I throw a dollop of hummus on it, yeah. which, te- depending on who you speak to, hummus is not considered a whole food. If, uh, if you get a good brand, I consider it, I mean, I think it's one of those, like, pseudo foods that's still good for you, <laughs> so okay. you can throw it in as a condiment. Um, so that, and then I do uh, two tablespoons of sauerkraut. And then I drizzle it with a little olive oil and some balsamic vinegar and pepper. And I mix it all together, and it's my favorite thing in the whole world. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to try that. It sounds so crazy, but I just love it so much. I love tangy, like, briny types of things, and yeah. that just really hits the spot for me. <laughs> yeah, and the sauerkraut's fermented, which is great for yeah for gut health. Yep. So that, that fits oh, yeah. right in. How was, um, I know I did see on your Instagram too, uh, you were on the well and good eats. How was that? Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, it was good. Thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) I, I have, I am a huge fan of well and good and they've, they've featured me in a couple things that kind of took me by surprise. Like, you know, uh, they also featured me on their, their, um, list of top 10 holistic nutritionists in New York City that I was really honored to be on and I just was like blown away by I'm like oh my gosh me like wow (laughs) that's really cool (laughs) that's awesome so yeah so that was a really 
one of the editors saw a post that I had made on Instagram and she thought it was really awesome and wanted to do a piece on it. And so that was really cool too. So I, and I'm a huge fan of Well and Good in general. Yeah. That was really fun to be a part of that. (laughs) Yeah. I think you're honestly, you're, you're right on it. I feel like for some reason, because I'm looking for it because I have acne, I feel like mm-hmm. I see more and more people in my generation coming out with adult acne. So yeah. way more than the previous generation. So I'm just wondering, like, it was for sure the food, you know? And I feel like your mm-hmm. work and your industry, it's going to be much needed way more soon. So especially now that everybody's also... I hope so. <laughs> I think so. I mean, it's like, it's fortunate, but it's unfortunate, you know? But at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, we're all learning, you know, what the way that we should be eating and how self-aware we really should be of our bodies because a a lot of people aren't and they just kind of tend to go with the traditional Western medicine and just kind of, you know, cover up the the symptoms, but they never really get to the root. So I respect your industry. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. And I, I, I totally hear that and I totally agree and. The one thing that I always say is that if you're still struggling with adult acne, it just means you haven't found the root cause yet. And mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. In, in a way, I mean it as a, as a sense of hope. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, once you do, you can heal and you will. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of getting there, which I know is the hardest part. But sometimes I think a lot of people who are struggling with acne they they do need that glimmer of hope you know you try so many things and eventually you're just like oh my skin's never gonna heal (laughs) you know and you just you gotta keep with it and just know that it's your body's way of sending you a signal that something's off balance and that's it it's just a means of communication from your body yeah yep I mean have there has there been any challenges that you'd like to share like with it working in this industry for you totally agree because like I didn't know about gut health and like how I didn't really focus in on food up until I got so frustrated trying to figure it out like you know it was like okay cut dairy and then I cut dairy for two years 
And then I was like, okay, it's not the dairy. <laughs> like, still have acne. So it was like a constant like battle between myself, but I didn't never thought to go to a dietitian and I never even thought to look at the bacteria in my stomach, you know, and it's like, you don't really think about that. You don't think about the hormonal imbalances. You just, I feel like I, I caught that on a little late. It was just like a constant, I guess, search for something, but I didn't know what I was looking for. So you're totally right. Like when it comes to people not knowing where to go. It was just really frustrating. And then it was like, okay, you know, last resort Accutane. And then all of a sudden I find all this gut health stuff and I'm like, crap, like (laughs) I'm tired. Like I just want this acne to go away. So I just gave into Accutane. But if I would have known about, you know, all this bacteria in my stomach and all this, all these hormonal imbalances beforehand, those eight years that I have really tried to get rid of it, I would have just dedicated to that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, but I, you know, don't think that it's too late. It's never too late to do something that's good for your body. It's never too late to investigate the root causes of things and correct them. And you know, um, it's and also, you know, you're not you're not that late. This is a very new thing. You yeah. know, there's the the study. There was a study done just in 2018 that actually showed. People with acne have a totally different balance of bacteria in their gut than people without. And that was just in 2018. So it's still a very new thing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think you're right where you're supposed to be. And you're doing the right thing. And you just have to keep going and treat your body nicely. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. Work on your gut health if you think that's the problem. Balance the hormones if you think that's the problem. You know. And yeah. then that'll decrease the chances that you might have that it'll come back and that's a great thing and one last question about this I have a lot of friends that eat really late at night including myself and I just recently put like a restriction on myself during quarantine otherwise like it'd be like the new freshman 15 but like quarantine 20 like it would (laughs) (laughs) it's just so bad so And now it totally, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to help so much because you earlier said that, you know, it's just balancing out even the time that you're eating. So if I'm actually not eating that late, which initially isn't even good to begin with, um, Mm -hmm. I think that might really change, hopefully, my hormonal balance, which and then will turn and change, hopefully, my acne. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, keep in mind it's the, it's the, balance of all the meals too so as long as you're it it may not help if you don't eat until 6 (laughs) p.m but then you're not eating late right but if you're having your balanced meals throughout the day and the last time you happen to eat is 6 p.m as opposed to waiting until late into the night yeah I think that's a good thing and I think that is helpful on a lot of levels so I think that's a great idea (laughs) okay thank you so Last last question here for you. What are your future endeavors? Do you have any plans? Would you like to share anything with us? What do you have coming soon? Your services? Oh my gosh, I have so many things. Okay, so <laughs> I <laughs> I am just on Monday actually. I'm starting a uh, launching a group program that is it's an eight week program and it's all online and it's in a, it's in the form of a group, which I think is great for acne-prone people because I think the support aspect is really important, too, and knowing you're not alone and having others to vent with and 
it's not fun to vent to your friend with perfect skin about your pimple. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, totally. They don't get it. So. Yeah. I'll never get it. <laughs> um, right? So this is an eight-week course where a group of women go through it together, making diet and lifestyle changes without any medications, even without supplements. And the goal there is to get them on the right path to to healing and correcting their bodies and, therefore, their acne. So the first group is starting on Monday, and then every two to three months I'll be opening it up to have uh, the next set of women come in and do the program. So that's really exciting. That's so um, cool. For the near future. Yeah, I'm, I'm super – I am so excited. I just could oh, – I'm just – if you could see me right now, I'm just, like, <laughs> smiling, and <laughs> I'm just so excited. Good job. Um, and then for future, I am dying to write a book, dying to write a book. And I will eventually. It's just I have, I've got a lot of, you know, I have other things I want to <laughs> do too, but mm-hmm. I really want to write a book. Well, that's awesome. Where So where can people find more information regarding that, like if they want to join? Yeah, so on my website, I do have a, let's see, I think it's, I'm, I'm typing in. I don't know what the link is off of my head, so I have to. It's okay. I could just put it <laughs> in the. I could put it in the show notes. Um, yeah. Okay. For people. Perfect. Yeah. And that way, yeah. that'll so, help. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. It's um just my regular website is megthedietitian.com, and then uh, as you said, you can put the link the the direct link to the group program application. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's where they can find more about it, and if they want to join it. Okie dokie. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I had a great time talking oh, about acne. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had the best time. This is what I just love doing this. So anytime you want to chat, let me know. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to another episode of San Diego Biz Babes. We really hope you could take something from this episode and grow. If you know someone that could also use this message, share this episode. Our guest information will be in the show notes. And for updates on our next podcast and business tips, follow our Instagram at San Diego Biz Babes. At San Diego Biz-